Welcome to the Seattle Public Library's Podcasts for Teens. These teen podcasts are by teens and for teens. They run the gamut from author readings and music performances to discussions and book reviews by the Teen Center Advisors. These podcasts are brought to you by the Seattle Public Library and Foundation with the help of the library's teen advisors. To learn more about our teen programs, including how to become a Teen Center Advisor, visit our website at www.spl.org. To learn how you can help the library by volunteering or supporting its foundation, go to www.foundation.spl.org. Hi, I'm Greta. I'm 16 and I go to Ballard. And we are the Teen Center Advisors at Central Library talking about teens and money. So I'll start. Um, I would call myself a spender on the whole, especially since I got a part-time job. I work at a frame shop, and um, I don't work that often, but having that constant source of income, I feel pretty okay about um, spending money on clothes and travel and things that I um, want to do, and I try and save some. I do, I do have a debit card, so it's pretty easy to put things in either checking or savings, but I definitely do spend a lot. Sometimes I am kind of surprised at the end of the month to see how much I spent, but it always kind of works out in the end with um, I keep making money every week. Hey, so I'm Rebecca. And I think I used to be a lot more of a saver, but some recent developments have made me a bit more of a spender. So like Greta said, I walk a dog part-time, so that's my little source of income. And I also have a debit card, so when I have that, I can definitely see how that can make you like just think a little bit less about spending money, because it's just like, oh, just swipe the card. I mean, obviously, I'm not, like, crazy with it, but that definitely increased, and the fact that I have a car now, so I can drive myself. So if I want it, if I have, like, a little impulse, like, oh, I really want some candy, I can stop and get it now. So, like, little things like that, they kind of add up. So I think overall, I'm a little bit more of a spender. I definitely don't spend everything. I, I like, I do save a good amount, but I notice that when I go shopping for, like, clothes or stuff, I realize, I'm like, oh, wow, I actually have a few bags of clothes. Don't know how that happened. That happened after a full day of shopping. I guess that's not too surprising. But um, when I do save, sometimes I've saved up for generally myself. Maybe like if I want to go to a concert that's pretty expensive, I I like save up specifically for that, or I'll like have my mom buy the ticket and then I'll just have to pay her back. So that's kind of like my reason to save. Or if I around like Christmas time, I'll try to like save up a little bit of money to buy my parents something because. They do so much for me throughout the year, so want to be a little nice there. All right, my name is Aldo. I am 17, and I I say I try my best to balance both spending and saving, even though I save more. I mean, I've had a job for almost two years now, and I have saved a pretty good amount of money. And yeah, that's it's, I've never really been a big spender. I don't I don't like spending money. I just I don't spend money on unnecessary things, even though once occasionally when I do go shopping, I will tend to drop about three hundred dollars <laughs> in one go. But yeah, overall, I I do save more, and usually I do save it for college. That's that's sort of like the big thing right now that I would need to save for. 
So you're like a sporadic big spender. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, um, I'm Ray. Um, I go to Garfield and I'm 16. And I would consider myself more of a saver than a spender. Because, like, when you spend your money and you realize what you spend on them, like, later you realize that it's like this really wasn't worth it. And that usually tends to happen to me when I, like, spend my money. So it's like I try not to spend it all. Like, if I want to spend something, I'll spend, like, at least half of it or whatever try to put it up, put the rest of it up, save it, so it'll continue to add and add and add, so I can buy something bigger and better later. So, yeah, that's how I do that. I can definitely understand that. Yeah. I mean, my main thing I buy is, like, clothing. Sometimes food, but mainly clothing. So, I think that's, like, the major purchases. So, I can understand. I sometimes get that buyer's remorse when I try it on later. I'm like, do I really? Was this worth it? But then sometimes yeah. I have to, like, legitimize, like, especially, like, pants, because you wear them so often, or, like, jeans. So even it's like, oh, it's like $40. But if you think about it, you wear it maybe, like, you'll probably wear it over 100 times. I don't know. Maybe that's a little high. I'm not sure. But you end up wearing it a lot. So if you, like, divide it by all the times you wear it, you end up getting, like, paying, like, a very small amount of reach of wear. So you think of it So that it's like way. you try to give yourself an excuse, too, by something like <laughs> yes. that. Yeah. Well, I mean, but it also is logistically. It's harder when you, like, try to reason buying, like, a fancy dress because you will probably wear it maybe at most five times. The way I save my money sometimes is like <laughs> I'll try to hide it from myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when I find it, it's like, "Ooh, money! Time to go spend something." <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes like that helps. Sometimes that like help me out on that. So yeah. Yes, that has happened to me a few times. You just like drop in some like. Books in your bookshelf. Like, no, like I put it in my wallet and like put the wallet somewhere in the closet, oh, okay, okay. like in a random jacket pocket. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I have a debit card. I, I put most of my paycheck into a bank account. The I mean, I work in a restaurant, and so what I traditionally spend is tips because you do get that in cash. So that that's how I manage myself, which has worked pretty effectively. I try and. My friend has a pretty good system of, um, she no longer works, but when she did, she would do every third paycheck she would put in checking, and the rest would be savings, and so that was a lot in savings, and then every now and then she would um, transfer some out, Um, but I just kind of do it based on, hmm, I'm thinking of buying this soon, I think I'll put this much in checking. I used to have, like, a mason jar, and then I would write, like, on a note card on front of the mason jar what I wanted, and then, you know, put in cash, but now with everything, you know, basically money's just online. You just check your balance online, so it's harder to keep that goal in mind. I think for me, I, like, my part-time job, I get paid in cash, so that's tough, because I take it home, and I just have cash on me, so... I think I I kind of store my money in my bedside table. <laughs> I just kind of have a little bit of a wad of cash in there, I'll be honest. Also mainly because I'm a little bit too lazy to deposit it, because that's a little bit too, work, too much work for me. So I end up just having that, and um, I don't know, I just end up putting it in my wallet and then just kind of spending it. The main money that goes into like my savings would be uh, checks from my family members or like for gifts or Christmas because that's a lot easier. I actually have to deposit. That is also work to deposit. That takes a while for me to do, but I don't end up spending that automatically. And I think another thing for me, I don't know about everyone else, but 
my money isn't like completely separate from my parents in a sense that I kind of just like borrow money or not really borrow, they sort of just give me money. They kind of just give me money whenever I like need to go out and do something. So if I'm going to go out with my friends, I'll be like, oh, how much money do you need? So sometimes I'll use my own money and because I don't want to like always use their money. But at the same time, I do get a lot of help from them. So I don't feel as bad, especially when I was younger. Like I said, I was more of a saver, but I really meant that I was more of a saver of my own money. So if I was with my parents, I would be, I, would, I mean, I wouldn't go crazy, but like I'd be a little bit more inclined to say, oh yeah, I'll like, I would like to get that. And then they'll just buy it for me. So I was, I was lucky in that sense. And I still am relatively lucky about that. Yeah, I'd say you're pretty lucky. <laughs> my parents don't really give me money for anything besides school and food. Yeah, That's the season so, of life right there. Yeah, the basic necessities. <laughs> Anything else I, I have to buy. Yeah. I mean, and also I, I tend not to use my debit card. I don't carry it around with me at all. Just just takes away that temptation of buying something yeah. <laughs> unnecessary that's expensive. That is one good thing. However, I mean, I'm trying to think of the times you actually need a debit card. And I guess one of the big things is just the obvious reason you don't want to carry a lot of cash, and most people don't have a credit card at our age, so that is that. But then I also noticed this is kind of random, but like some parking lots, you can't pay with a with cash. Yeah. It's very frustrating, and you have to like use some sort of card. So yeah, I've I mean, noticed that. So I keep it on me. So if I have to like go somewhere and I'm at a lot of in a hurry and I don't want to go move my car, I have to like <laughs> deal with that. Yeah, but I mean, that's like the only thing I can think of. Is there any other? Technology has, like, really changed the way we spend money. I mean, as Greta mentioned earlier, there's online ways that you can track how much you spend and so how much you have. So, that, yeah, that, that really definitely plays into that. I was just talking with people today about Bitcoins, oh. and I don't know much about it all. I think all that's oh talking about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> this guy, this guy, there, so does anyone, everyone know what Doge is, the Doge no. meme? no. Oh, oh the, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Dog. I do, I do. Like, wow, such, okay, much amazing. Very... Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, this guy, um, I don't remember where he lives, is, so recently they came out with a new kind of um, cryptocurrency, which is a lot like Bitcoin. Bitcoin is really, like, the first thing that ever came out in cryptocurrency. But Dogecoin is this new thing that came out. It's basically just a coin with like his face, the, the, the dog's <laughs> face on it, oh <laughs> and well, it's worth one tenth of a penny. But there have already been released about a hundred thousand of these, and so a man is selling his home for one hundred million Doge coins, <laughs> and so that's Wait, goes to about printed. Like no, the, the I don't know if they're print. No, it's cryptocurrency. It's like what does that mean? It, online. It's online. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was so excited to see like a little. <laughs> I'm not sure okay, if they anyway. actually have a <laughs> coin. That would be so great. I mean, they're really hard to get anyway. But yeah, they're, it's worth about a tenth of a penny. But it's definitely worth to get one, but <laughs> somewhat. But yeah, he's selling his home for a hundred million Doge coins, and it's worth that's worth about one hundred thirty-five thousand dollars. And it's uh, I think. I mean, the serious part of me thinks it's really stupid, <laughs> but then, like, the young, sort of, like, internet-addicted person says that is, like, the most coolest thing ever. I mean... <laughs> okay, so I'm confused. Why would someone want to use, like, a cryptocurrency instead of, like, money, normal um, money? There was a New York Times article about it that was pretty interesting, talking about how everything, all of our activity will eventually be totally online they're predicting um you know already so much of it is but they're saying 
we're going to go, everything we do is going to go through the internet and everything will be tracked because we're going to be buying everything through the internet using bitcoins or something like that. And I think part of it is um, easeability, so, or whatever that, ease of use, something like that, of, yeah, having it all be there instead of, so cash would sort of be eliminated. It's a weird concept, concept but I could see it it's, happening. It's an interesting, but yeah, it's it seems very um, realistic in that mm-hmm. sense. So I, yeah, I understand why it's like online, that makes sense, but I mean, you can pay with real money online. Like when you buy something online, you can use your credit card and mm-hmm. use just like your own money. So I'm confused why you, because the idea behind that standard currency, so it's everything's like very uh, standardized, so you don't have like all these, like the Bitcoin and the Dogecoin. Yeah. So, so why, why use these other currencies? Like what's, why not just use your actual money is there like a is it safer to use a bitcoin is it like less safe like what's i don't understand why you would do that because you could easily do it online with like american money or whatever yeah but i i know i'm not sure i'm pretty sure bitcoin runs in other countries too oh so it's it's an international thing so like it's not just limited to the united states like and then i think that takes away from having to like like Exchange exchange rates and all that so I mean, you still have an exchange rate, but you can, like, let's say you just fly to, like, somewhere in Europe, and you just have your Bitcoin, and you use that. I can see how that's easier. That that takes away kind of that, but, you know... Can I just say that brings up a really good question, because if everything's online, cybersecurity really becomes important. And what, what that means is how you protect your information, which... And how you, we generally predict our information right now is through passwords. Not all of them. To my Google no, but, wallet. Um, <laughs> I was just so talking about cybersecurity, I mean, for passwords and such, I for more important sites like that require me to be like safer and have more protection, I use a different password for each site. Like my email, I guess Facebook, Google, they all have different passwords and they're long and have very varied characters and like my windows account <laughs> just also just list all of them but <laughs> but for like lesser important things i do use to have a I, not exactly the same password but something that's similar and that i can easily think i do use pretty much the same password for things with some slight variation sometimes but it is very unique. I won't say what it is, of course, but the inspiration for it came from, like, in fourth grade, back when Club Penguin was popular, <laughs> was the name of my penguin. And so it was very... And I remember it was... You couldn't have the same name as anyone else, so everyone's names were really strange. Loads of name? numbers. I <laughs> <laughs> so that was a pretty good way of finding a unique password. Yeah, but I am kind of bad about using the same one over and over, just because I know I'll forget it. I am also like that. I have, like, my... I have a few different email accounts for just, like, one's, like, my personal, one's more, like, if I don't... Because one of them is, like, a pretty embarrassing user or email name. So I have one that's more official. It has, like, my name. And I have one for colleges. So each of those, they have their own password. And then... But the one... I use one of those passwords mainly for, like other 
any other thing that I have to like for whenever you like sign up for something you usually have to enter in your email account so for like my personal email I usually use that when I sign in for these things so I'll end up using the same email or the same password for that because usually they're not like super important it's maybe like oh it's for, like for some app and I'm like okay whatever I mean I'm not too I'm not too worried that it's hacked like it, it would be a little annoying for my main email account but also I know that in the future I'm probably not going to use it as much because I don't want to give that to anyone when I'm an adult I can guarantee that right now. So, um, yeah, I do that. And then some of, some of them, I also have, like, a variety of words that I'll just, like, rearrange. It's so I, sometimes I know it's, like, okay, I have, like, ten options here. I can do, like, say, computer and chips and books. So say those are, like, the three things I, like, switch around. I'll say, okay, it's either computers and chips or it's, like, books and chips or computer chip, like, 19 or something like that. So sometimes I struggle with that. But... Yeah, I think I'm a little bit bad about having, like, unique passwords. Also, the, some of the more important things where I do need a unique password, I sometimes forget them because I don't use them very often. And that is also a very big problem. So that's kind of why I have one named, like, password I use, just for ease. Um, I, I'm Ray, and I, I use, like, I got, like, a few emails or whatever. But, like, I try to use, like, different passwords for something that's, like, long but simple. That I will, I know I will remember. So I try not to like have anything that's like too long or confusing. Like, so I want something to remember because I'm I forget a lot of stuff. So I try to keep stuff simple at the same time. But like, I really want to have my protection over my stuff. So yeah, that's that. Like, I try to make it vary on certain stuff. Like, certain of them have the same passwords. But it's like minor stuff like Facebook. Like I don't really need that because I have what? usually have. Surprised. <laughs> I got people's numbers, so yeah, I don't really need it like that. But like stuff like that, like I use the same passwords for like my messing around email, like for Facebook email. It's like, so for most teenagers, you don't usually get like the most awesome jobs. So we usually end up getting paid minimum wage. And I think currently in Seattle, it's $9.32. But I believe there is a new something proposed to make it $15 an hour, which, I mean, there's obviously pros and cons of this. Who, As a teenager, I'll put it that way. I think that that would be great. But I know that some of the cons are, obviously the places can't hire as many people because they don't have like extra money to give out or to pay, pay employees. So they might have to cut back hours or cut back... Um, the number of employees, I think. So, I mean, that's those are just some, some problems with it, potential problems. I was recently at an event. It was an arts event, but it was also a meet and greet with our new mayor. And they asked, and it was primarily a youth event, and they put out the question, um, what do you think the minimum wage should be? And you could text in with your phone, I think, 9, 11, or 15. And it was overwhelmingly 15. And it was interesting to hear Ed Murray talk about um, why he thought it should be raised that much. And I think it should, um, although I know there are a lot of problems with it. But um, the main reason why is because it would lead to an increase in quality of life for so many people. But then you have to consider inflation, price inflation, and it would hurt small businesses potentially because they couldn't afford to be paying $15. But I think for big corporations, like it's been working pretty well at SeaTac. So I think it, 
I think that we should try and raise it. I I, I think I there's too many problems with it for it to be raised to 15. I mean, for big corporations, it's not that big of a problem, especially kind of here in Seattle, but big companies are usually pretty conservative of, of where they want their money to go. So I think there's a problem there. And so again, going back to what Greta said, it does hurt small businesses because they can't, they don't have as much income to give to these people. So yeah, there's just too many loss of jobs that would, I think, would occur with that. So I, I just think that the, that the effects are just too negative for it to be implemented. I was wondering, um, you mentioned that it's $15 in CTAC. How long has that been in place? A couple of months. A couple of months. Okay. Because yeah. I was going to say if that's been ongoing on for a while, then that would be like a great uh, um, recommendation, like I guess. Last year? Sometime last year. Okay. Just yeah, in the late of the election. Yeah. 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 I think I agree mostly with Aldo because, like I said, like he said, so many, there could, there's potential loss of jobs. But uh, as I was saying, you could also, it could end up being like your hours are cut, which in a sense is kind of good because you could try to look for another job. And also it is kind of nice you at least have more time to yourself. So you're, you're essentially getting paid more to do less work, which is like, if you think about it that way, that's good. But if you think about how much money you need to make to like survive or live in Seattle, that could still be a problem. And I don't know, I feel like there's a good number of, reasons like economic reasons that I'm not quite as uh, informed about to really vouch for the $15 and as Greta was saying this is like mainly a youth event mm-hmm, yeah yeah I can I mean I can understand like why they would say 15 I'm surprised that Ed, that uh, the mayor like supported that I, I'm kind of curious well, what he said well because in the previous election it was one of those things where both both mayors I think agreed on this I'm not like, yeah 15 is really high though but yeah <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, their their main um, goal with that is to like lower the poverty level, but I'm not sure like, exactly how many people would be pulled out of poverty. But then you have to see like how many people would be just shoveled in, shoveled in, like just buried <laughs> by poverty. <laughs> yes. Wait, how? Okay, I'm not obviously I'm not following that. But oh, can you explain okay. on that? Well, you know, there's the poverty level. Yeah. Which is which is pretty. I, I guess and then so like a $15 minimum wage would like take some people above the poverty line and then some people I think it would like send people below so it so basically they lost their job yeah okay okay yeah I, I see where you're going with that then I mean the I mean a lot of, like one of the big things in government in the recent years was like the unemployment rate percentage and so yeah I think that would be troublesome for that. Where do you weigh in on this, Ray? I think, like, I kind of agree with y'all, like, y'all said that it would be bad for it to go up, because, like, if it goes up, the prices are going to go up, too, and that's not going to be good, because it's kind of going to be, like, the same thing that it is now. So, yeah, yeah, that's not good. And then, like, it's a lot of small businesses. It's not too many big businesses out there. I mean, it's a decent amount, but it's more small businesses out there. So, I mean, that's definitely something to consider. Yeah. Because we do have a lot of big corporations here, and in Seattle especially. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I know there's a lot of small shops, but I don't know how many, like, jobs, like, percentage of jobs are in those. So I mean, yeah. that's, like, a balance there. Yeah. I mean, I can kind of go for yes or no, but I don't think it should be that high. I mean, it can go, like, it shouldn't be that high. 
because it can cause a lot of problems in the society. So, yeah, that's not good for people. That's not good for, like, people at McDonald's. Like, that's going to, people who work there are going to, like, yeah. like they're not going to really try hard. Well, we'll drop that payment minimum wage. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but, like, you're not going to really try hard. You're going to, like, what, she, what you said earlier, people are not really, they're going to be happy about the working, not working as much, but getting paid. I have to disagree on that because I think that um, if people have a higher standard of living and they're making more, they're going to be more motivated to work and and they're going to engage in the economy more because they have more money to buy things and people would also come off of government assistance or welfare and I think just overall it's a quality of life kind of thing. Those are some good points. I didn't quite think about like lessening the strain on the government to help support people, assuming that it does actually increase. I don't know about the whole layoff versus less hours and all that stuff. So I think we've made some really interesting points about um, money, um, wages, and things like that. So we've been the Teen Center Advisors at Central Library. Thanks for listening. This podcast was presented by the Seattle Public Library and Foundation and made possible by your generous contributions to the Seattle Public Library and Foundation. Thanks for listening.